It's time for Hey.com. This is the podcast where we help you grow your customer community through helpful how-to videos. My name is Dane Golden, and today we have Tom Martin of Channel Fuel. Welcome, Tom. Good evening, or should I say good morning, Dane, where you are in the world. Pleasure to be here. That's right. You're in the UK. I'm in the US. Now, you, Channel Fuel is your new company name. But you're formerly of the BBC, and people may also know you from FAQ Tube, correct? That is correct, yep. So I headed up the YouTube network for the BBC for, oh, it must have been about five years. Some, uh, some really good times working on some really good channels that you may have heard of Doctor Who, Top Gear. A lot of the cool David Attenborough stuff that you may have seen. Uh, and yet now Channel Fuel is my new company, which is primarily a, a YouTube services business. And we have brought you in to talk about your book, YouTube Optimization, The Complete Guide. I'm so excited about this. And I think that I'm somehow mentioned on the cover. Maybe I, I blurbed it. You are indeed a testimonial on the back cover, I believe, Dane. So a huge thank you to you. And uh, then for no other reason, you should buy it just to have uh, Dane's face get, in your bookshelf. Forget your name in print. My name is in print, but uh, on the back cover. So, <laughs> so, so wanted to go over the chapters and help people understand why this book is so valuable. There's 10 main chapters Wanted to go over and just give a quick summary of each chapter and maybe a one pointer on each topic. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds perfect. All right. So chapter one is watch time. What is watch time on YouTube? Yeah, so I think watch time is widely regarded, if not unanimously regarded as YouTube's most important factor when it comes to um search and discovery so basically being recommended um to users um so in its most basic essence watch time is how long are people spending watching your videos but it can be a little bit more complicated because there is the actual amount the pure amount of minutes watched and then there is the percentage of your videos that are being watched or average view duration Right. And, and then there, let me interrupt you because we, we have a number in YouTube analytics that says watch time, but that is actually sort of a subset of what the overall watch time really is. Uh, what do you mean? By well, that? sorry. Well, when you, when we have a, a metric that says watch minutes, watch yes, time minutes watched, or, or yes. hours, it's under watch time, but that is not the full extent when YouTube talks about watch time what they really mean. Yeah, so it's a balance between pure minutes watched and percentage watched. And what I used to say is, and I do think this is, this has changed over time, so it's very important to know, is that there used to be a kind of equilibrium between how important average view duration was and how important the pure minutes watched uh, or average amount of time watched is. And I think that has shifted over time and... Now, the pure minutes watched, I'd say, is a slightly more important metric, which is dangerous because obviously you want to appease YouTube and their algorithm by 
getting people to watch longer. But what you don't want to do is artificially inflate the length of your videos, but then they become uninteresting and then people in turn click away and stop watching. So it's a very fine balance. And just to say maybe the obvious is that when we say minutes watched, watch time, if I pay to have a million views, that doesn't necessarily help my ranking just because more minutes were watched that were paid. No, so this is exactly why watch time is more important because back in the early days of YouTube, it was just about views. And obviously that's really easy to gain because you can sit there and refresh the page yourself or you can pay people all over the world to sit there and click and then click off. And because that was so easy to gain, YouTube decided to uh, be more qualitative in their analysis uh, of a video success and so then watch time became the kind of golden standard of a video's quality and and for the next chapter session time what's that all about what's the difference between watch time and session time so watch time would be um how long people are watching individual individual videos on your channel whereas session time would be how long are people spending on youtube after watching one of your videos. So this is hugely important. Um, But what I would say is it's impossible to track, which is why some people, I think, overlook it because there is no session time metric inside of analytics. You know, you can't track where your users are going after they've left you. Um, But nonetheless, it's super important to keep this up because ultimately what YouTube want is for people to stay for longer on YouTube. They have no trouble in getting people to the platform, but once they're there, they want to keep people there for longer because ultimately they can serve more ads, which is where they make all their money. Right. So it's important that you, you get people to stay on the platform by watching as much video as you can. And, and some of the methods of doing that include end screens, info cards, uh, playlists, ways of getting someone to watch one more video after the video they've previously watched. Absolutely. All really, really good ways of doing, uh, of increasing session time. And probably the one I work with a lot of creators and a lot of companies, a lot of brands, and what they forget to do is to have a really strong call to action at the end of a video to actually get people to watch another video. So what they'll do is say, like, subscribe, share, comment, but not a lot of people actually have a very, very strong call to action to watch another video. They may have a, a an end screen programmed and it may be on screen, but they may not have a, a strong act, call to action to if, actually if you, click and watch that video. If you watch some of the major late night shows, I think, uh, I think Jimmy Kimmel does it probably best because he says like, if you click on this next video, uh, you know, I'll get a million dollars or we just, he always has some sort of pun at the end. I don't actually know what they are, but he, he definitely re- recognizes that there's some sort of incentive for him or you if you click on the next video. Yeah, it's, it's hugely important. And having a human like Jimmy Kimmel, um, giving a call to action on screen and pointing to something clickable is going to get a much better click-through rate than having kind of a graphical end screen or just having it on screen and not actually calling attention to it. What about YouTube titles 
a title's a title, right? You just want to be as descriptive as possible. And if you're a business, talk about, you know, whatever it is you're talking about, right? Or is there something deeper? Yes. Yeah, so you do want to get the kind of uh, crux of the video really clearly in that title. You want it to be as clear as anything what the user is going to get when they click. So how to change a carburetor, how to train your dog to stop barking, how to get your kids to go to sleep at night. So very academic, but at the same time, you want to make them clickable and enticing because no matter how good you get at search and discovery, if people don't click, um, YouTube will stop sending people your way. So you need to make them interesting where you can uh, and also they need to be based around keywords that people are searching for and we can find these in, in with tools like vidIQ TubeBuddy Morning Fame I think you prefer uh, vidIQ yeah so at the moment vidIQ is the only tool that will give you actual search volume data um, and which is why I prefer it to other um, tools um, used for the same purpose so instead which, which of giving level? a score out of 100 which level of vidIQ do you use um, so it depends which client I'm working for but generally if I just need to do the keyword research which probably would suit most people then I actually think the cheapest paid version um, does a fantastic job um, because it gives you access to the full keyword tool which the free version gives you limited access to. And they're uh, one of our affiliates sponsoring this show, so you can click on the description if you like. Um, and then our next item is tags. Now, when you talk about tags with people who are not YouTube specialists, they sort of think that tags is the whole, the whole thing because they may come from an SEO background, um, but it's not, Right. Yeah, so tags for me is kind of, I'd say, my speciality. Um, I'm definitely a kind of in, in the camp of keywords are really, really important. Oh. But um, there are a lot of people in the industry that think they're not so important. Mm -hmm. um, and I respect all of their opinions, but I can only go by the data that I've seen and my experience and what has worked for me over the last seven years, uploading thousands of videos. Um, a lot of, a lot of those videos have got success through this kind of keyword system that I, that I like to implement. So I believe very strongly in finding keywords that have high search volume, low competition, and then optimizing my videos, um, for those keywords in my tags descriptions and titles okay so so what i hear you saying is find the topics not just the tags but the topics that are really not being covered as much and then make a video about them and then make an accurate tag that describes that that's that's underserved is that what i hear that's, does it influence that's exactly right does it influence the topic even uh, yeah, so I would I always advocate bef advocate sorry before you start a channel you should know what keywords you want to target and in the process of finding out what keywords you should be targeting you're on you're 
a lot of the time going to get a lot of not only kind of the top keywords, but you'll start to get a lot of long tail keywords. So these are the kind of keywords that are getting a lot less search volume, but they're very low competition and they're hyper relevant to whatever niche you're in. So say for example, what's a long, yeah. Is it, is it multiple words? Is that the full, what long tail keywords is? Yeah, exactly. So if we took a kind of automotive how to channel, in your kind of broadest keyword terms that you would be trying to rank for maybe like car maintenance or car repair or car DIY or cars how to and then your long tail keywords that you're trying to be target for on an individual video level maybe how to change your oil how to um you can tell that I'm not a petrol head. Hmm. Uh, what if I to... what if I put in a word, you know, like oh, drifting's hot right now, and that's cars. Except I don't have a video that's about drifting. What happens? Yeah, so basically, YouTube loves to see channels with authority on a certain subject. So if you've been making kind of how-to videos for the last five years, and all of a sudden you make a video on drifting. Even though it, you know, it may get lots of search traffic, it may be really underserved in in terms of competition. So it's really kind of a a hot keyword to target. If you're not, you know, an authority on that topic, then it doesn't mean that you're going to automatically rank for that just because it's high search, low competition. Because YouTube are going to want to uh, surface videos that are from channels that talk about drifting all of the time. So you have to bear in mind, and I believe that morning fame is a tool that does this well, even though I've not used it myself is they not only tell you what keywords you can be targeting, but they also say based on your history of, um, the videos, that's right. How likely are you to actually rank for this keyword? So, um, I think that you, you you may not necessarily need a tool to tell you that um, you know whether you've been an authority on a subject or not for a, for a certain amount of time. But so um, so so what I hear you saying also is that as a channel, you sort of need to decide what you're going to talk about or what you're going to focus on, and don't talk about everything under the sun. Absolutely, uh, niche is king or you might say niche over there in the US <laughs> uh, which is helpful for the for the term the riches are in the niches and that's really really true on YouTube so I would say to anyone before you get started find your little corner of YouTube set up store there and really just concentrate on that because YouTube loves really hyper focused channels that talk about specific topics um, for years on end. So instead of just saying, oh, I'm going to talk about pets, you'd say, I'm going to talk about dogs, but not only am I going to talk about dogs, but I'm going to talk about puppies. And not only am I going to talk about puppies, but I'm going to talk about puppy training and how to train your puppy. And only so Australian really shepherds. <laughs> well, you do need to be careful not to put yourself into too much of a small corner. Um, but the beauty of keyword research is that you you can actually find out that stuff. So you can see if there is an opportunity or not, because it might be that that corner of the of YouTube is empty. Now, Chapter Five: The Expanded Guide to YouTube 
thumbnails. Let's just give me one tip that people don't realize about how important YouTube thumbnails are because they're very important. What is one thing someone can do to improve their thumbnails? Uh, I think, well, the, obviously, I think would be to make a custom thumbnail as opposed to choosing one of the auto-generated selections that YouTube give you when you're uploading a video. Like, that is by far and away the most important thing to do is not to just take what you're given and make something. Having said that, you don't need to be a Photoshop wizard. Uh, you don't even have to have Photoshop. There are free tools that you can use like Canva, which I think is excellent. Uh, but if I was going to give one tip to the how-to creating community out there, um, of which I was one for many, many years, is not to use text over too Sorry, not to use text too much. And when you do use text, don't duplicate the title of your video on the thumbnail. Because very, very rarely will the thumbnail be seen out of context and not next to the title. And so what you're doing really is wasting an opportunity. So I would say if you're going to put text on a thumbnail, what I would do is choose some text that complements the title and also helps to sell the video so it's almost like a second headline that you can use and because the text on that thumbnail isn't indexed you can get a little bit more interesting and you don't have to be so academic and um so keyword focused okay so we've gone through five chapters there's 10 chapters in this book I want to take us now through a lightning round. I'm going to say that the title of the chapter, you give me two sentences of what that chapter is about. Sound good? Perfect. Okay. Chapter six, video descriptions. What are they? Um, so these are the text boxes that are, can be fully customized underneath your video. And in terms of tips, again, make sure your keywords are in there. Uh, and secondly, try and um sorry and secondly don't use these to just spam people with links taking people to facebook and your course and your book and your instagram and your auntie's wedding business keep right. everything hyper focused and try and keep people on the platform okay chapter seven nine ways to optimize your youtube channel page what's one tip about that real quick absolutely have a trailer for unsubscribed users that gives a great reflection of what they can expect on the channel and has a very strong call to action to subscribe chapter eight optimizing at the time of upload yep so i would say using a tool like tubebuddy or uh, vidiq make sure you're hitting all of the best practices as you upload strong title strong thumbnail Make sure that you're focused on all of the keywords that you're trying to rank for. Because because the the video gets ranked essentially within YouTube and, and pigeonholed right away and re-optimizing after doesn't have the same effect. Yeah, it can help, but it certainly won't help as much as being primed uh, with all of the best practices when you upload. Chapter 9, Optimizing for International Audiences. You being the UK, I'm in the US. Maybe the spelling's <laughs> different. What else? Yeah, really, this is more about foreign language audiences. So if you know that you've got a market that maybe speaks Spanish, then you can do 
you know, the most basic thing would be to translate your titles and descriptions and your captions into Spanish so that they can be more easily discovered by a non-English speaking audience. Chapter 10, optimizing for mobile views. Everyone's looking at this on their computer, right? Absolutely not. And I know that you're playing with me, Dan, because it's the biggest it's the biggest screen. It's continually growing. I heard a stat recently that in my home country of the UK, it's up to 75% of views. Are mobile? Are on mobile. Yeah. Uh, and then I think generally it's way above 60% generally. Um, so you need to just remember that people are watching on tiny little screens. So anywhere you're using text, Make sure it's legible at small sizes, graphics, legible at small sizes. And you need to have, you know, good audio because if people are listening through tinny speakers or, or really bad quality headphones, then it's going to show all of the flaws in your audio. People will forgive bad visuals, but they will not forgive. They will not forgive bad audio, especially on mobile. Amazing, Tom. YouTube optimization, the complete guide. We'll have a link in the show notes. And to get our show notes, by the way, just Google Hey and Tom Martin. <laughs> hey, Tom Martin. That's right. And Tom Martin, how can people find out more about you and Channel Fuel and the book? Yep. So you can go to channelfuel.com. Co. That's .co, uh, where you can find more uh, more about me and the services that I offer, uh, which are mainly audits of YouTube channels and keyword research services. Uh, and the book you can find it on Amazon. Um, Dane will have a link to a local store near you, but it's available globally on Amazon, and that's a Kindle version and also uh, a paperback version. Excellent. Thank you, Tom Martin. My name is Dane Golden, and I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us today. Hey.com is about helping you grow your customer community through helpful how-to videos. How do you do this? By sharing your expertise. Because when you share your expertise in a way that helps your customers live their lives better or do their jobs better, you'll earn their loyalty and their trust and their business. Thanks to our special guest, Tom Martin of Channel Fuel. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube and wherever you watch social video. And please follow me on LinkedIn. Until next week, here's to helping you help your customers through videos.